Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. Day 25. So there's only five more to go, right? Or 25. Six more to go? Counting this one? 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Yeah. Six more. We got this. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I could podcast every night if I just sit here and just talk about whatever comes into my mind. Yeah. Which is what we normally do. It's a little bit harder when you have to stay focused. Yeah, when you're like, oh, there's a theme. You know, there's a, this is weird, isn't it? I have food coloring. I guess I meant to put this up, and I brought the food coloring into the office. I wondered why that was in here. Yeah. Emerald got to make some soap the other day, which that was neat. Making soap is fun. I wish I had some more molds <laughs> yeah. to make different shapes. You just need to make a bar of it. I mean, soap just comes in bars. Yeah, but you still need you need a mold mm-hmm. to put it in, like a silicone mold. Yeah. We we had we had a little mold from a toy that she got with a little kit where you could make soap, and we only have one, and it's a really hard one. I need an easier one. Yeah. But we made some soap, and it doesn't look terrible, and it smells great. It smells great. good. They used essential oils in it. Yeah. It was neat. So I've never made soap. I've used it a few times, but. <laughs> every once in a while. Every, every when I really need it. <laughs> Normally, I just use water. <laughs> <laughs> no. What is lye soap? Is that still a thing? Remember Granny used to make that on the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it was lye soap that they used to wash all of the soldiers' clothes and Gone with the Wind when they came back from the war. No, really? To try to kill the bugs oh, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, did you ever get Channel... Did y'all get Channel 39 and Channel 11 and Channel 21 out in Gorman? Uh, were y'all, able to get, y'all weren't able to get those channels. I don't remember. Right? Yeah. If you were a Metroplex kid in in the DFW area, there were channels that would just all summer, I guess during the year too, they would just play all those old shows. So oh, you yeah. could start it was watching like Mr. Ed and Well that was like Nickelodeon. Green Acres and I don't think Mr. Ed was on there. No. I think that came in Nickelodeon days. Y'all got Nickelodeon, didn't you? Because you had to watch Double Dare. Yeah, we got Nickelodeon. Yeah. I think it would start like the noon hour would be Maybe an episode or two of Andy Griffith. Mm. So you'd have like Andy, when people would come home from work, they wanted to watch Andy Griffith. If they came home for lunch. It's like you had Andy, then Gomer, then Green Acres. You know, um, was that, was that, what was Green Acres? Was that the one with Zsa Gabor? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Petticoat Junction. It just went all, all those. The Beverly Hillbillies, all those shows. Gunsmoke? Well, I, I think then towards the evening, you know, there would be like a Gunsmoke and a Star Trek and Kung Fu. They'd be like the hour-long shows Yeah. Towards as you started getting towards the deeper afternoon. But if you just wanted to watch TV all day, it was just what I think it was CBS and they had like a rural America, rural comedy sitcoms. Mm. And they started to move away from those. But for years, it was just like the, uh, their programming. Yeah. Those weird shows. Is that so, where Little House would come on? I don't remember. That felt like, I don't remember what all, it would be interesting to go back and look at those TV lineups. Yeah. But yeah, it was something like that. After school, 
I remember watching Little House after school at the babysitter's house. You know, a couple of years ago, Adelaide got so into Little House, and Little House is on Amazon or Netflix or something, and we watched every episode of Little House. They're almost done with Dick Van Dyke. Did you know that? Oh, they've almost watched the whole thing. They're on the fifth. I think it went for five seasons, 61 to 66. That's going to be sad. They're in the last season, and uh, Laura's hair is totally different. It looks way more modern. I know. I was shocked when I saw her hair. It looks really pretty. Yeah. I like how she started out, but I think you can see how they're moving into the mid-60s. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. That's a that is that is a pretty funny show. It's that that show. I guess you talk about shows if they hold up or not. Like that guy, Dick Van Dyke, was so talented. I know he's and lovable. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't I don't know. I think personally, I think his life might have been a mess, but I think he was really talented. And uh, the uh, Rob Reiner, the guy that made the show up, when he's Alan Brady on the show, he's so hilarious. Like yeah. he's a great comedian. So and that one's on that one's free on Prime and Netflix, I think. Yeah. But they'll watch them. Uh, how long did they last? Did they last like thirty minutes. They last or? thirty minutes. The, a full thirty minutes, or no, probably the, a little less. Than no that. commercial breaks. Yeah. But you, but they'll watch those shows. I mean, they'll sit there and just watch six episodes right in a row, and you think, how many of these shows did they make? They've watched a lot of Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. They're it's obs- it's really a great. They're obsessed show. with it. It was when you watch one, you're like, "Let's watch another one. Let's keep this going." Yeah, because they're really entertaining. Yeah, they're so entertaining. They're so funny, and the people are so talented on those shows. Had some good laughs. Not very many shows like that. I don't know how we got on this topic. Lie soap. Lie. Well, yeah, because Granny would make that on the hillbillies. Yeah. That's where I learned about it. Well, Granny makes a really good lie soap. Well, here's what we're gonna do. That's my Granny. <laughs> How did she talk? I don't know. <laughs> you want to tell your fun fact about the Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, that I'm related to Donna Douglas? Yeah. Yeah, some, I think that's true. It's one of those things. Like After Elizabeth Warren's the Pocahontas thing, I, I don't, don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm careful about what I claim. I'm fairly certain I am a descendant of the Mayflower, Edward Doty, but I'm not so sure I'm, that I'm still related to William Holden and... Donna Douglas of Beverly Hillbillies fame. Yeah. But it's possible. You know. I don't know. There's some story there. But that means she knew. I'm akin to her and she knew Elvis. So that's my connection. Yeah. But I've probably known a lot of people that have known Elvis. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Well. um, 25 days into Nutty November. And I got a great topic for tonight. Okay, so just as a reminder, if you're just tuning in, we are going through 30 days to a deeper connection in your marriage. So what's our topic for tonight, Chad? Okay. Um, This was submitted to me by Jackson Chang of Nativity Tradition fame. They're doing their Kickstarter now. If you go to the nativitytradition.com, does it have a V in front of it? I don't think so. Um, it is. Oh, man. Come on, guys. Okay. Nativitytradition.com. Nativitytradition.com. You can click on that. You can go to their Kickstarter campaign and f- fund that. You get the early bird special, and I think you'll really be blessed by it. 
Well, Jackson said, um, what about the idea of that your spouse is not Jesus? And most people know that their spouse is not. You, you didn't wake up this morning thinking that I was Jesus, did you? No, I, I didn't. never thought you were Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm not actually kidding. I'm, I really mean that. <laughs> I had a friend once that dated this girl that was a songwriter, a Christian songwriter, and he went on a few dates with her, you know, and I was like, well, what's it like? What is she like? And he's like, it's like hanging out with the Holy Spirit. So she was really spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever feel that way necessarily about each other. Um, (laughs) But um, we can tend to expect things from our spouse that we should only expect from the Lord. Yeah. Like we could, the things that Christ should be doing in our lives or, you know, giving us um, significance, purpose, hope, all those things are, we should find those firmly rooted in Christ and not in our spouse because people will always disappoint you. And if you're putting your trust and your hope in horses and chariots or your spouse, then you are liable to be disappointed because they can't. Um, they can't give you those things. Yeah. They can't be your savior. And I think probably most of us would say, oh, well, I don't see my spouse as my savior. But if you really stop and think about it, I mean, consider if one little thing that your spouse says to you can just totally devastate you, you know. Mm-hmm. Or consider if you had an expectation for how your spouse was going to be when you walked in the door and then you walk in and of course it never meets your expectation. Right. And how does that really affect you? You know, is, is that something that you really have a hard time getting over? Does that just destroy you whenever your spouse is not meeting your expectations? Mm. I mean, I think that we have a tendency to place a lot more, um, onus on our spouse to fulfill us in all kinds of ways than we really even realize. Mm-hmm. Unless we stop and think about how much <clears throat> we can be upset and devastated by our spouse's reactions to us or something they would say or do. I think if we are doing that, I think that's a wake-up call to me personally. If we're doing that, then we um, really need to stop and consider am I placing so much emphasis on this one man that I'm expecting him to, you know, fill in spots in me that can only be filled in by Jesus. Yeah. So, and that's the same way with any idol, you know, if you think about the things you just can't live without, um, you know, but you can't have, we can't be that way. We can't say, well, if I, I wouldn't be able to live without you, if, if I didn't have Melissa, it would be really sad um, but, uh, you know, you don't need the, the best thing for our marriage is for you not to be the ultimate thing in my life. Right. The best thing for our marriage is for me not to be the ultimate thing in your life. It needs to be our devotion to, to know God's will and to do God's will and to know that we believe in, in the word of God because we obey it and because we don't let our heart be enticed by anything uh, even good relationships, uh, we, we're not enticed to put those over and above our um, faith and our commitment and our hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's very difficult to do because we can't see Jesus. 
can't hold Jesus, but you can see and hold, listen to and talk to your spouse. Yeah. So we just tend to put a lot of faith in there. We were, we were doing the fourth chapter of Judges tonight in our Sunday night service um, while you were getting ready for our Christmas pageant. Yeah. You excited about that? Yeah, of course. I called the big audible today. I was like, I, there was this one little girl in our church. I was talking to her dad before church started, and he told me how crushed she was because they were going to be, you know, at his in-laws during our pageant because the way the school calendar falls and things like that. Yeah. And we have all these things going on in December. It's crazy. Um, um, and I was just like, really? She's really upset that she can't be in the Christmas pageant? And, and she was. She yeah. actually had cried over it. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I can change this. I can make this happen. I can, I don't, there's no need to be sad at Christmas about anything. Like yeah. I can, I can have a pageant and she can be in it. We can just do it next week instead of the 23rd. Yeah. So I changed it in Sunday school and I thought, well, maybe people will be mad or upset. But I think now that we've almost got it accomplished, we're thinking it'll be nice to have it out of the way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and a good kickoff to the Christmas season. Yeah, because nothing gets you in the Christmas spirit more than a bunch of little children dressed up like sheep and donkeys. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we, and, we, and this year, Emerald and two of her little buddies are going to be the wise men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are like the gender bending uh, Christmas pageant. Like we don't. It doesn't matter you, if you want to be a shepherd and you're a girl. You know, get on up there. Yeah. If you want to be an angel and you're a boy, there's boy. There's boy angels i guess gabriel, gabriel michael they, yeah. they have boy names so yeah they're they're male yeah they're male somehow the only angels that ever speak are male that's interesting they're perceived as being male yeah by the i don't know if they really are but they are perceived to be male yeah because people girls can be named michael right that's true your mom yeah Melissa's mom was was they named her Michael when she was born, and then her name was Michael Lynn, first name Michael, middle name Lynn, and what was her maiden name? Porter. Porter. But then no one could tell if she was a boy or a girl because it was a girl named Michael, right? So people thought and she, she was, was a little baby, you know. And she, she was a baby. She didn't yeah, have a lot yeah, of hair, right? <laughs> so this is my, and I know your mom's listening. Last time I saw her. She she actually hit me because she was mad that I said I didn't want to play the games at Thanksgiving. And then I, <laughs> she was like, well, we got your football game on, so are you happy now? <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm very happy. <laughs> so I know she's listening to this, but this is a really funny story. Um, so so in her parents, I guess it was her, her, her mom's wisdom, or how did they decide? Like, who, who decided to let her give, pick her new middle name? I guess her mom just let yeah. her, her they, so they decided to legally change my mom's name when she was four years old. And, um, you so, know, everyone that knew her up to that point called her Michael, because that was her name. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to combine her first and middle names to make her name Michaelin, which, which is, is a very a, unusual and name. That's so cool. Like, her, Michaelin is a really cool name. Yeah. I've, I've never met anybody else named Michaelin except for a person that was actually named after her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when they decided they were going to legally change her name to Michaelin, they looked at this four-year-old and said, <laughs> what would you like for your middle name to be? They were just going to let her pick it. 
And she had a uh, an older cousin, I think, named Barbara that she really admired, and so she chose the name Barbara. For Which her no, there's name. nothing wrong with the name Barbara, but it's just funny because you know it doesn't really go with Michaelin. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you put with Michaelin? Because Michaelin is the name and the middle name already. Yeah. You know. If our kids would have, if our kids would have give, made their own middle names, they would be like, "My name is um, Two, or <laughs> did we, was, who had the cat named Two? Was that Grace, Grace Jeffries? Yeah, Grace. No, it was named Five. It was Five. <laughs> That's my cat Five. <laughs> we had a kid named name a uh, cat Backpack. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Backpack went on an adventure, never came back. <laughs> um, so so I, I've I've got a backpack. I've got a back up in my train of thought here. So we were so you, while you were getting ready for the Christmas pageant, <laughs> I was um, preaching, and we were doing um, we were doing uh, Judges chapter four, which is about Deborah and Barak. And so here's Bar- uh, Deborah sitting under the tree judging, and uh, she was a super judge. <laughs> she was that woman was a, she was not only a judger, she was a prophetess. Yeah. So like she would sit under the tree, like, would you want to go to the judge who was also a prophet? You know, because she would like be hearing from God. Uh, yeah, you should have known not to come here to this tree. <laughs> I'm a super judger, and I know who's telling the truth. <laughs> I'm a prophet. But anyway, she tells Barak, hasn't the Lord commanded you to do this, to go and take this army of 10,000 up a mountain and and uh, defeat Sisera, the, the, the army commander for Jabin? the king in Canaan at Habor. And, uh, <laughs> Are you trying to show off? <laughs> I don't know. When you, when you preach something, you learn it, right? You just yeah. remember it really well. So anyway, so Barak, whose name means lightning bolt, uh, uh, who, you know, lightning bolts shouldn't be afraid of anything. You should be afraid of a lightning bolt. But he goes up to Deborah. She says this to him, and he says, Yeah, um, I, I'll go if you go with me. <laughs> like he's like supposed to be the stud. Like the, the he's he's hearing the word of God that says you are going to take these people if you just go. And he looks at Deborah says, uh, "I'll I'll go if you go." It's a big fail. Yeah. For for this guy, uh, you know who uh, who's who's got an army. At Le- least he can go get ten thousand people to follow him. But he's afraid to go into battle without this. The super judger. But she goes, right? Yeah, she goes. But she says, all right, since you're being this way, that's what she says. It's just, it's, like they, it's just like they're an old married couple, but they're married to different people, I guess. But she's like, all right, but if you're going to be, because of the way you're going about this, you are not going to get the glory. And it turns out this lady who drives the tent peg through the man's, through through uh, Cicera's uh, skull gets the glory for it. And... uh it's interesting on in our marriages, we sort of do what Barack did. Um, he he, instead of trusting the Lord, was trusting his wife. I mean, trusting Deborah. <laughs> they weren't married. She was married to a guy who had a weird name. It was like Lipaboth or something. I can't remember what it is. I remember everything else. I can't remember his name. Lipaboth? Lipobeth? I, I don't know. That's Something. a terrible name, whatever it is. Yeah, it was a really weird name. But he was, trust his fellow judge, not his wife. Um, he was he was putting his trust in her 
and not in God's power to deliver. Yeah, it's like, it's like he was using her as his security yeah. instead of the God of the universe. People tend to do that. I mean, yeah. there's so many, so, and so many men are such sissies, you know, when it comes to things like that. Like, like they can't do anything on their own. Uh, it should not be a man like that. That's not being a man. You should be afraid to go somewhere. Oh, well, I'm not going to go to that unless, my, unless you go with me. That's a total Brock move. <laughs> you know? Not, yeah. well, they're afraid to go to things. They're afraid to talk to people. Like, I don't know if they're afraid. I think that they just don't want to go. Yeah. And if their wife's not going, then, then they're not being made to go. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I could be wrong. It's weird I? how many guys that like, can't go to church without their wife. Well, and the other way around, too. Like a wife that can't go to church. Well, uh, so-and-so couldn't, uh, was sick. Yeah, but well, normally... Were you sick? Normally, let's be honest. Normally, a woman will come and bring sure. her children. Yeah, she, she, she knows the, the children need to be not. there. And the man is just like, oh, you're sick? I guess, uh, I guess I'll go fishing. Or whatever they do. I guess I'll play PlayStation. Whatever they do. All they do is, I know where they aren't. They're not at church where they should be. Yeah, so-and-so was sick. Were you sick? Well, no. Well, then why weren't you here? But I'm, you know, I'm kind of being a little bit of a Deborah there. Kind of a super judger. <laughs> when, you're pre- when you're the preacher, though, you want people to be at church. Yeah. When you're, the, when you're one of the people who's there all the time, and there are, it's not just me who's there all the time. There are people who are there all the time. And so when you're you're when you're one of the people who's always there, you're just like, what's so hard about this? Like, what is so hard about coming to church? It's so easy. Yeah. And if one person's sick or a kid is sick, it only takes one parent to stay with them for one hour. It's not like when you come to church, you're having to stay for eight hours. Yeah. We, it's it's we we had that's the most minimal commitment required just to show up to a place that's in your town for an hour. And yet people are just it's it's mind boggling. Yeah. Rant over. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> you know. They have a little much okay, I'm gonna stop. So listen, don't don't make an idol out of your wife. Um or your husband. Or your husband. Uh don't make an certainly you should not make an idol out of me. There will always you know, people are always gonna disappoint you. I know we've said that in an earlier podcast. They don't come to church, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Even the most godly, you know, selfless person is still just a person and they're still going to fail you and they have their own weaknesses. You know, it's just so easy to do it, though. It's so easy to idolize your spouse, especially if you have a good one, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I was speaking with someone today that re- lost their husband not too long ago, just two years ago. We're talking about the difficulty, that such a difficult thing. Imagine how that problem is exacerbated if you're, if you, if you're finding your, primarily finding your purpose in your marriage instead of in, because a marriage is a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's a way better thing to find your purpose in marriage and in, you know, something stupid. But even that, even that good thing doesn't need to be the ultimate thing. And uh, I I think that's a great topic Jackson suggested. We will take other topic suggestions. 
I'd like to talk to Jackson about this. Um, but we couldn't get him on. He was traveling or something like that. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's uh, wrap this sucker up because tomorrow we start back to school. Monday is coming. Mm-hmm. Sawyer's prayed in church this morning. He helped me pick out all the songs. So we put him down to pray. And he's in his little voice. Thank you, Father, for all the people who are here at church today. Thank you that we were able to celebrate Thanksgiving. Thank you that we were out of school for nine days. And people are laughing. <laughs> we're <laughs> laughing in his prayer. <laughs> it was like they were being rude. You know, it was a pretty good, pretty funny little moment. But he was sincerely happy that he was out of school for nine days. <laughs> he was really grateful yeah. for the time off. <laughs> It's going to be a hard wake up tomorrow. Oh, I can man. tell you that. And we, we, we have UIL before Christmas is out, right? Oh, yeah. I mean. In, we, in about, I guess in about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. It's so weird how early Thanksgiving was this year. Was it? I don't know. When because is it? Because now it's only, today's mm-hmm. only November 25th. It's not even December yet. Oh, yeah. And I'm in full-blown Christmas mode. Oh, man, me too. I really want to learn the song. Um, the Christmas waltz. It's the time of year. Da 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 da. I really feel like that song. And do you hear what I hear? And Little Drummer Boy are going to put Christmas over the top for me this year. Oh, you're going for Little Drummer Boy? Yeah, I'm actually going to sing it sometime like christmas eve or something i'm gonna put a little ensemble together like a fake bluegrass band and we're gonna sing all these weird songs said the night wind to the little lamb okay so i know everyone's looking forward to that (laughs) i know i am yeah you should (laughs) do you like drummer boy you know that's one that people love or hate it's not my favorite. Adelaide doesn't like it. She says, why would there be a drummer at a manger? It would just wake the baby up. Yeah. You know. Well, what way to discount that kid's gift? It's all he had. And you're like, no, thank you. Don't bring I, that I like, loud drum over here to Jesus. I like it whenever he says, I'm a poor boy, too. I like that line. What is that? When is that in there? Oh, I am a poor boy too, pa rum pa pum pum. Yeah, I like that line. Well, you know, I got into those weird songs when I did Tour Lulu, Pat a Pat a Pan. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe I should do that one this year too. Um, how many solos are you planning on having? <laughs> well, one one Sunday I'm just gonna give a concert. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not even gonna preach. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna bring my band up and do a few numbers for you. Just kind of a Christmas retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> in lieu of a sermon, I'm going to play the mandolin. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Oh, so fun. Hey, if you want to catch my judge's sermon, that's on the FPCO YouTube page. You can hear me mispronounce a bunch of names. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um... I guess we need to stop talking. Yes, let's wrap this up now. I'm just enjoying it so much. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow on the 26th day of the Netty November. Are we going to do this in December? Mm. That's a negatory. We should do a few, though. Yeah, we'll we'll 
we'll do. We should jump on here and sing some songs. We'll do a few. Tooralooralo. But Pata they're Pata not going to be about marriage. Yeah, they're going to be about just whatever happened that day. <laughs> yeah, this is really, this is taking us to our limits. Yeah, I have nothing to say, even though I just talked for 28 minutes. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go drink some eggnog. We'll talk to you all later. All right, bye-bye. Bye.